Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest has always envisioned herself as someone who trains and develops people. She thought she was going to be an HR professional to realize this vision. Today she knows she has realized it as the coach for Bartholomew County Works, BCW. She is the glue that holds this collaborative initiative together. Their mission is to help motivated and capable people living in poverty to achieve economic self-sufficiency through employment. BCW was designed based upon the recommendations of a team of Six Sigma Black Belts volunteers from Cummins Inc. They researched the best self-sufficiency programs in the country. BCW was launched in January 2014 by Lincoln Central Family Neighborhood Center with United Way of Bartholomew County as a collaborative partner Today's guest became the coach for BCW in 2016. She's an employee of the Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center. Please join me in welcoming Don Bieberly to Embers and Wind. The title of this episode is Lighting a Spark in Others. Welcome, Don. Thank you, Keith, for having me. So what do you mean by lighting a spark in others? Well, I think I mean that by taking people that are motivated and have that spark and lighting them up to go out and do great things and reach self-sufficiency. And I do that through training, mentoring, you know, being there for them, helping them resolve those barriers that get in the way of their success. So what is Bartholomew County Works? Bartholomew County Works is a program that helps people find employment. And we do that through a job readiness training that lasts a full week, about 32 hours. We do a variety of different activities, how to write an interview, the importance of a thank you note. Writing that thank you note to somebody after um, you've had an interview with them. Mock interviews, many times mock interviews can turn into interviews that then turn into permanent employment. We bring in a variety of community partners who present different um, topics such as healthy eating and how healthy eating, exercise, and sleep is so important to be able to get up and go to work every day. Legal issues. I work with many people that have criminal backgrounds. So 
it's important that they know what they have to provide with the employer on a job application and what they don't have to provide unless asked. And questions. One of the biggest issues that I deal with in the interviewing process with participants is my single mothers, which rightfully so, they're very proud, they're mothers and have children. But I wanna teach them that we don't wanna share that information with an employer at an interview. That could be the deciding factor to not offer them a job. Money, budgeting, we bring in budgeting because all of a sudden now they're getting a paycheck and we wanna make sure that they're saving, that they're paying their bills. Empowerment and goal setting, which you come and do. A couple of my favorite topics, they really, really feel empowered after that. And I see a big difference in the participants after the empowerment um, segment. How to deal with stress, that's another one. So there's just a variety of different things. I talk to them about how to properly apply for a job online because with recruiting software that many companies and Indeed use, there's a right way and a wrong way. So that's just a small smothering of all the, of the different topics. Now let's dive a little deeper into mock interviews. And what's different about a mock interview from a regular interview? I think the biggest thing is they get feedback from the interviewer. And that interviewer is somebody that does interviews and tells them what they did good, where they can improve, what not to do. And many times they start their first mock interview on day one. And what a difference we see by Friday, day five. I'm confident that they can go out and do an actual interview the next week and do a really good job and land a job. And in in a regular employment situation, I think people are really hesitant that are doing the interviews to give any kind of feedback because they're afraid of what might happen if they give feedback. That's very true. In my experience, after I completed college and went out to look for jobs, I would ask for feedback and they would not be willing to give it to me. So that is one advantage though. If they are interviewing with a partnering business here in Bartholomew County, I can go and get the feedback and then share it, which is a plus for them. That is a really big plus. Now, what else do you want people to know about your background and how you became familiar with Bartholomew County Works? I um, left a job in 2010 and I took another job and it was not the job for me. So the employer and I decided that they would lay me off. But 2010 was not a good year to be looking for a job, especially as somebody over the age of 50. So I decided to return to college for the third attempt. And I completed my bachelor's degree in business management. I applied for about 76 jobs and had about 12 interviews and no no job offers. So I was volunteering for Harriet Armstrong with Purdue Extension. And she told me about Bartholomew County Works. So I went in and talked to the coach at that time and decided 
this probably was a good idea for me because what I learned in that conversation was I had never interviewed for a job my whole entire life. Every job I had ever had, they always came to me. So I was not interviewing very well. So in 2014, I went through Bartholomew County Works and became a member. And then when my coach decided to retire, she contacted me and told me to get my resume in to the neighborhood center for the position. And then here I am. So she saw the potential in you to be a coach. Yes. And a very effective one, I might add. Thank you. Now, one of the things I get to do is I get to hear people talk about you on day five after they've been through the whole week. And there's a consistent theme I hear from people about positive feedback that's given to you. Talk about the experience of receiving positive feedback from people that go through the program. I find it, first of all, very humbling. I'm just doing something I'm passionate about and love. And when I get that feedback, it makes me feel warm inside and feel good that I'm making a difference in somebody's life. And then just to watch them blossom after that week is even more rewarding. And to me, that's more positive feedback. It's not just the words, it's what they do and their actions. And many times I get a lot of feedback months and years after the workshop. When we continue to keep in contact or when I see them out in the community. And also I think the greatest feedback is when they refer somebody to the program. That says a lot for the program, but I also think it says a lot about me. Yes, it really is all about personal relationships. Absolutely. And I have always been one to build personal relationships. Growing up, I watched my father build a business and build lots of relationships. And that's what I know. And that relationships are important. But I've noticed in your building of relationships, you always focus the word coach is a really good fit for who you are and what you do. Well, thank you. Yeah, I like to coach. Not basketball or sports, but I like to coach people. And I've been yes. coaching people since I was 18 years old. When I worked for McDonald's within several months of working there, I was the trainer in our store. So it's just been a natural. I can see that in you. And I notice how people warm up over the course of five days. On day five, they really speak in a very powerful, positive way about their experience with the program and specifically with you, because you're the glue that's with them the entire week. Yeah. And I really, I really take the time to get to know each and every one of them and what they're passionate about. And we talk a lot about what they're passionate about and how we can turn that into a job. Because I do believe if you do what you're passionate about, you will never work a day in your life, which is my attitude today. I get up every morning and look forward to going to work. And every day is different. I never know what it's going to be like. 
I never know if I'm going to be helping somebody solve an issue such as the cars broke down and they can't get to work. And it may be I jump in a car, my car, pick them up and get them to work. Or maybe they need gas money, you know, or bus ticket, whatever it may be. I'm going to do anything in my power to help them be successful. You amaze me by the volunteers you keep in the program. And I'm speaking as one of them. And, you know, I mean, you and John and Work One and Harriet Armstrong with Purdue Extension, Family Service, all of those volunteers have been there from the onset. We have a few new ones that I've brought in over the last several years, but they still like coming and doing it and look forward to it. And I think being flexible with them is important too. And I try to be as very flexible so that they can come and present. So there is a combination of people that do mock interviews for you. And, and there's three or four different people that will do mock interviews with each candidate that goes to the program. True? True. So what I try to do, I have a pool of about 20 people that do mock interviews. So I reach out to all them and depending on how many participants, I try to get enough interviewers so that the participants can do multiple mock interviews and get different perspectives each day we do the mock interview. Now I do have on Thursday when they do their um, panel interview, there are three people interviewing them at the same time. I do have a few of the interviewers that are pretty much regulars and have been doing it as long as I've been there and probably longer. And the panel interview is something that people will typically encounter as they search for a job too. Absolutely, especially if they want to go into some form of advancement after they've been in a job long enough. So how do people change from the first day of class to the last day of class? The first thing I notice is confidence. They build a lot of confidence. The reduction of anxiety. They're varying. They have a lot of anxiety often and a lot more open, open with each other, open with me, more willing to share and participate. I do on Mondays is pretty much just me in front of the group all day and to try to get them to participate on Monday, I have to really work to pull it out of them. But when you get there on Tuesday morning, they're already starting to participate more. And I really try to get them to build relationships with each other. We talk about how important the networking is. And they can then they, I watch them start supporting each other throughout the week. Now, whether they continue, some of them do continue to have relationships with each other once the class is done. But as we all know, life gets busy. And if you're a single parent and have children, you don't have a whole lot of time. And once in a while, I might find that one person that I think could really use another member to support them. And I will connect them and hope that they will build a relationship and support each other. And I've had a, some success with that. Not as much as I would like, but I think that the pandemic has played a little bit of a role 
in my limitations with that. When somebody gets done with day five, they go into job interview mode. And then some people wind up getting, I'm going to call work experience. Tell us more about the work experience you provide. I have somebody that I feel maybe needs job skills because maybe they've never worked. You know, even though they have to be 18 or older, you know, there are women out there and men who've never had a, held a job for whatever reason, whether it's incarceration or addiction. And so this is an opportunity for us to bring them into Yes Cinema and give them job skills. Now, if they're hired by Yes Cinema, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to work with them, but other managers would work with them and help them gain those skills. Then at about nine months, then we start talking about where are we going to go from here? which usually means they're ready to start applying for other jobs out in the community. I also many times put those type of participants that don't have job skills at Sanssouci. That is another partner that I can really keep an eye on them and really help them to grow and gain those skills. And both Yes, Cinema and Sanssouci would be an employer that if there's an issue, they're going to call me in so that I can also talk with the member. Because at this point, they are a member once they finish the workshop. And for yeah, somebody for sure. living outside of Columbus, Indiana, they may be familiar with Yes, Cinema. Tell us about Yes, Cinema. It's pretty unique. Yes, Cinema is the Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center's year-round fundraiser, basically. And we're the cinema with a cause. So yes, cinema, um, we run first run movies, blockbusters. We have two screens and all our profits go to the neighborhood center to support all the different programs that we have, which is about 30 programs and Bartholomew County Works being one of those programs. And it's an entrepreneurial business so that we can train people to go out into the workforce and be good employees and have good work ethics. There's a good chance there's people that are joining us today that have no idea what Sansuzi is. Tell us about Sansuzi too. Sansuzi is our local thrift store, but they do a lot more than just a thrift store. They help people when they need stuff. And again, they like to train employees and make them good employees. And then at nine months, we look at where do we go from here? They do a great job working closely and coaching the employees. And they do a lot of free assistance. Many times if I have a member who, let's say, is going into healthcare of some mm -hmm. type and needs scrubs, I can call Sansusi and say, hey, we're looking for scrubs. They will go through and find me scrubs in the size I need and bring them. If I have somebody that needs a pair of work boots, I can send them over to Sansusi to get a pair of steel-toed work boots. So not only are they a thrift store, but they are a community partner that helps our community with needs at no cost. Thank you for that. 
You're welcome. Now, as you look at coaches, I'd be willing to bet there's coaches that have been impacted your life too. Tell us about them. Probably the one coach that has impacted my life the greatest and everybody always kind of giggles is my father. I consider him my mentor, my coach. He grew up in poverty um, without a father and started working at age 14. So he taught us the value of hard work. In some ways it gets me in trouble because I don't know when to stop and to appreciate people. He's very caring. His Catholic background is very important to him. And I worked for him in a couple of his different businesses throughout the years. And one thing he always taught me was, you know, when you hand out that paycheck, you thank the employee. And so when I'm working with people, I always like to thank them. I don't care if they messed up big time. At the end of the night, you thank them because you're not in business without those people. And so I use kind of that same theory with the participants. I always thank them for being there at the end of the day. And then I look forward to seeing them in the morning. So that's really the biggest coach of my life and to this day. And I think with my siblings also. They probably all got coached by your dad too. Yep. And then what happens after the five days? Well, then on Monday or Tuesday, we have what we call a wraparound session. And we start talking about goals and setting goals. And we also then do what's called the bridge. And it's a self-assessment that is part of the United Way Initiative of Avenues to Opportunity. And also we start talking about employment and where are we gonna go and apply? And if they wanna apply with a business that's a partnering business, I will forward their resume to the HR person of that company and they will almost always get an interview. And then typically from the time they finish class, how long does it take them to gain employment? Well, since I started back up after COVID hit last June, usually they have a job by the following week. Some of them have walked out of there without, with jobs on Friday. I have nine people so far that have gone through the workshop this year, which our numbers are very low. Seven of them are employed. One of them will probably be employed in the next day or two. She's had her interview, but she's just waiting on hearing back. And that was my participant that completed the workshop last week. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. I'm really proud of those members. Can you share a few success stories to inspire those of us that are listening? Sure. I think the, the number one success story is Jody. Now, Jody and I are very close, but she went through the workshop in 2014. I did not become her coach till 2016. So contact with her for eight years. When she came through the program in 2014, she was homeless. She was a recovering addict living out of her car. She started at San Susi, got into housing. She wouldn't go to our homeless shelter because she had a dog 
that was very precious to her and was not willing to put it in the animal shelter till she could get stable housing. Then she went and got from San Susi, she went to CalFirm and she worked at CalFirm full-time and really, really flourished. And they really liked her and they worked with her. And about three years ago, she went through the next level jobs program through work one at McDowell and became certified in six different areas of manufacturing. Wow. And she was getting a little bit disheartened with CalFirm because she wasn't advancing like she wanted to. So she went over to Valio and started working there and she worked third shift at Valio. Well, CalFirm begged her to come back. So she, for a little over a year, worked two full-time factory jobs, second shift and third shift, making probably close to $30 a day per hour and ended up in January of this year, purchased her first home and a new car. Wow. She is a worker and she is a success and became self-sufficient in seven years or less. My other success story is I had a young man that came through the program 2016, didn't know what he wanted to do, had jumped around jobs in the food industry. So as we were going through the program, he said, you know what, I'm going to go to school to be a nurse. And I said, great. So we got him over to Ivy Tech. We got him signed up. He did one semester at Ivy Tech in their pre-nursing program, said, nope, nursing's not for me. So he graduated from IUPUC last year, last May, with his bachelor's in biology. And he's done a lot of neat things. And he decided this year that he was going to start his own business. So he has a carpentry business and is making, making furniture, doing different types of jobs. We actually hired him and he came in and put in the last part of our fence and did a really nice job. And we have a couple more things that were on the schedule for him to do for us, but he's so busy. He hasn't been able to fit us in yet. <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah. Those are a few of my many success stories. So how has the pandemic impacted BCW? Well, it's definitely hurt my numbers. Usually I put about 30 to 40 people through the program a year. This year, I'm only at nine people so far, and it's September. Um, last year, I hit 20. I did about half. I think people are still nervous about getting out there. And of course, when they were getting the extra unemployment, especially working mothers with the kids not in school, you know, they had to be home. So I keep hoping it will improve now that the extra money is done. But so far it has not, but I think there's a lot of fear yet out there. Now, what's your vision for BCW as you look to the future? Well, I would like to continue to grow the program, but one of the things that I kind of put feelers out for last year and going to be working on it now that the kids are back in school is 
I would really like to expand the program to do a workshop for high school seniors that have graduated and college is not for them and they just want to go out into the workforce right after high school graduation and create the program to meet their level and needs so that we're building a generation of good workers. Now, you mentioned that in the past, you've worked with a lot of people that have been trouble with the law. As you look to the future, do you see that continuing? Yeah, I do. I do because, you know, many times they just don't know how to properly fill out an application. Once they go through the program, they always find jobs where I know what companies and businesses will give them a second chance. And I have partnerships with a handful of them that will give them that second chance. And many of my employers say they prefer to hire those that are on work release or that because they know they're going to show up every day. How can people learn more about BCW? Well, of course, we have a Facebook page, Bartholomew County Works slash Facebook, where I share a lot of information and I'm always posting about the workshops and when they are. And they can email me. I'm always willing to share. Go meet people at bcworkscoach at gmail.com. Now, there are some people listening to this. They live in other parts of the world or the country. How can they stay connected with you? The best way would be the Facebook page mm-hmm. or by email. Now, you're always looking for volunteers, true? Always, always. So if somebody really resonates with your message and they live in or around Columbus, Indiana, mm-hmm. how can they get involved as a volunteer? Well, I have two areas that I have been wanting to get volunteers to come in. One is to help with resume writing, because in the beginning, I would write the resume. I would type the resumes. Well, when I have a class of one, it's not a big deal. If I have a class of nine, I can't do it. And I've changed that up a little bit because it's important for them to know how to type up a resume. Yes. But a lot of them don't have the typing skills. So they might get it started and then I still have to do a lot of work. So that's one area. Another area, which would have to be people in the financial institute is is pulling credit reports. Because many times these participants have no idea if they have credit and if they do what their credit report tells them. We can't work on building credit and reducing debt if we don't know what they have. So those are two areas I would really like to start incorporating into the workshop. And there could be somebody listening who wants to give financially. How could they do that? The best way is you can give directly to Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center and earmark it for Bartholomew County Works or to the United Way and earmark it for Bartholomew County Works. And for the record, for anyone listening, the uh, Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center is a not-for-profit organization in Columbus, Indiana. Correct. We are a 26 years, 27 year old organization, and we are a 501C. 
Dawn, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you, Keith. I really enjoyed talking with you tonight. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Embers in the Wind. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.